Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. On behalf of Pastors David and Nicole Binion, thank you for joining us today at the Dwell Church Podcast. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church. Now, let's listen to today's message. Oh, look, I get a bottle of water and everything. This is what it feels like, I guess. Okay. Guys, thank you. These are my, uh, we go in the trenches every Sunday in worship. Love that. Y'all give it up for the guys back here. Kareem Ali, Zahir Muhammad, my good buddy David Lee over there. Love that. Okay, you guys ready for the message? Now, I'm not going to yell, so you don't have to, if you have earplugs, you're not going to need them. You might not be able to hear me because I'm not going to yell, I, I promise. I pro- <laughs> no, I, I won't yell, I won't yell. The, uh, today, the topic of my message is the power of the local church. So, this is my first time to speak on a Sunday. Also, might be my last. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, why don't we all rise, and we're going to read some scripture here. Let's anchor, let's anchor the message in his holy word. All right, we're going to go, we're going to get after it, okay? Colossians 1, 9 through 18. Should we read this together? Y'all want to try? Yeah, why don't y'all? How about I'll start it and I'll just let y'all read on right through? Yeah, I'll kind of whisper underneath though. Okay, here we go. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and wisdom, wisdom and spiritual understanding. Verse 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11, strengthen with all the might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Verse 12, giving thanks to the Lord, find us to be partakers of his inheritance of the saints in the light. 13, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of love. Yes, 14, in him we have redemption through the blood through forgiveness of sins. Okay, let's pause. Let now. So we're talking like at a three. So we're going to take this back half of what's left. We're going to take it to like a five. Can we do that? Two notches up. I'm going to stay the same, but I want to hear y'all a little louder. All right, here we go. Verse 15. Ready? And he... Oh, they, they, they tricked us. Here's, here's 15. Ready? He is the image of the invisible... Firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. Two more verses. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Last one. And he is the head of the body, the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that all things he may have preeminence. 
All right, let's pray. Jesus, we honor your name. We glorify you, and we thank you. We thank you. Why don't you lift your voice with me and just begin to thank him. Say, Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We glorify you. We thank you for what you're about to do in this time, Father. Thank you for the hearts of every person represented here, Lord. We ask that you begin to till that soil and have our hearts open to receive what you might say. Lord, use me as your mouthpiece, Jesus, to disseminate whatever information it is that we've, I've studied for, Lord, and that you would have us share today, Father. Thank you so much for this beautiful congregation, Lord. We love you and we praise you. In the name of Jesus, we say amen. All right. Okay. You may be seated. Now, let's stand back up. I'm just kidding. We're not going Catholic church here. Will you sit down? Stand up. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, Pastor David asked me to speak. That's why I'm here. And uh, I'm trying to remember. It may have been in passing. I don't know. You know, Pastor David's kind of nonchalant about things. He's like, yeah, why don't you speak? All right, cool. And without batting an eye, I said, yeah, sure. Then I walked away. I was like, why did I say yes? Why did I say, why did I say yes? But I'm, I'm extremely thrilled to be uh, speaking to you guys, and it is an absolute high honor to be able to um, hold this mic and, and share what the Lord's put on my heart. I don't take it lightly, and uh, thank you, Tanner, for those kind, kind, kind words um, that you said beforehand. It meant a lot to me. So a little background about myself. Um, my wife and I have been married for coming up on six years in August. Uh, we've got our third one on the way. Uh, and we don't have anything ready. So there's that. <laughs> she, she gets here at the end of August. So there's that. So y'all say a prayer for us. Um, but I grew up in the local church. I grew up uh, going to church my whole life. My parents were uh, worship pastors for a minute and then youth pastors for about 20 years. And um, so I, I grew up, I was, I, honestly, I was probably born in the second row. I'm not really sure. <laughs> the verdict is still out. But uh, no, actually, here's a fun little tidbit. You ready for some uh, trivia about me? You want to get to know me a little bit? All right, this might be a dark joke, so maybe we need to censor the online stream here. I was, I was born in the same hospital that they rushed JFK to. Isn't that cool? I made it out, though, so that's cool. <laughs> That's, that's the dark part of the joke, sorry. Rest in peace, buddy. Um, and so, um, but yeah, I grew up in the local church. Uh, I'm a product of the local church. I'm what, uh, what I like to call homegrown, if you will. The previous church I was at, I was there for almost 20 years, um, which is really, really cool. And so the Lord's been extremely faithful um, in, in that, and uh, I, love, I love serving the house. I love getting to serve with you guys as well. Um, but uh, I've, music has been a massive part of my, my life, my upbringing. As I mentioned, my parents were um, worship leaders for a long time. When I was little, I was telling the Herreras this this morning. I used to pray that the drummer would get sick. So... <laughs> Pete, if you're out there, I'm sorry, buddy. If you're sick still, I, I, I apologize. <laughs> I used to pray that you get sick so I could play drums. That's what a weirdo, right? Uh, but I was five years old. I didn't know any better. I hope my son's not praying that I get sick so he can pray, <laughs> so he can play drums. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've, I've grown up in the church, and the church is 
been part of my story, been part of my history, been part of uh, who I am, and um, in part, a major part is, is why I'm standing here today. Um, but let's take a poll real quick. Uh, but before that, I just want to let you know, I'm here for a good time, not a long time on the stage, so if you made, if you made 1 p.m. lunch plans, cancel them, change them to 12. Okay. Okay. I want to take a quick little poll here. Uh, we're going to play a quick little game about who's, who's been in church the longest. We got any five-year journeymen walking with Christ and serving the local church? We got people who have been in church for about five years? Yeah, probably. Okay, so we got a few people. All right. What about 10 years? We got any 10-year journeymen walking with Christ, serving the Lord? What about 20? We got any 20-plus years? Oh, I like these hands going out. What about 30-plus years? We got 30 years? Yes. Okay, now I'm moving into what, what I like to call the legacy years. We got, we got any 40-plus people who have been walking with Christ, serving the Lord. I love that. That's so cool. I, uh, let me see, I'm 38, so I was born in church, so yeah, I'm almost in the legacy years, um, but uh, I have this little Venn diagram in my brain of what the body of Christ uh, encompasses and what it looks like, um, where all the components of our faith meet up. It's prayer, discipleship, worship, and what is the power of the local church pertaining to those things, right? What is the power of the local church? Ultimately, it's God. Right? And the next thing in line is the people. Yeah. Me, you, you, me, me, you. There's a movie that does that. Anyways, <laughs> it's funnier in the movie. Um, but what's great is that we get to take part in co-laboring with Christ in the local church. Yeah. Let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 8 through 10. Man, we got some scripture uh, in here. He who plants and he who waters are one. And each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. Man, I love that. We are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. That's pretty cool. According to the grace of God given to me. Like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation. And someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it what gives the church strength well our ability to make disciples and that's that's kind of what this scripture is talking about you know our ability to build upon that foundation Christ being the foundation and how we train up disciples is very very important because we have the power to lead people astray you know and so that's why the word says clearly here, let each one take care how he builds upon it. But our ability to make disciples is part of the strength of the church. You know, it's, um, it's, it's what makes us beautiful. You see, the power of the local church is seated right in the middle of the purpose of the original intent of the church. Win souls, teach souls, preach the gospel, equip people, to be like Christ, equip people to serve Christ daily, and to build up fellow believers. See, I have this image in my mind of this 360-degree idea of sharing your faith. The only way you can 
create disciples is by sharing your faith, right? And so here's, the, here's what that little idea looks like. The more we do it, the better we become at it, right? The better we become at it, the more passionate we become about it. And the more passionate we become about it, the more we want to do it. And the more we do it, the better we become it. So it's like this crazy, I don't want to call it a hamster wheel, because that sometimes denotes something negative. But it's this like energizing hamster wheel that, that gives you strength. Um, I love what um, Billy Graham said uh, years back. I don't know when he said it, but he did say it. Our faith becomes stronger as we express it. A growing faith is a sharing faith. I'll say that again. Our faith becomes stronger as we express it. A growing faith is a sharing faith. You see, biblical truths are true across the board. Whatever topic you choose to apply uh, a biblical truth to, it will always render itself true. Always. Always. It's always true. For instance, about a year ago, I, uh, I got to travel up to the Pacific Northwest. We got some folks from that beautiful part of town, or the country, I should say. Um, a buddy of mine is a music director out there at a thriving church that's growing, and they're hungry to, to grow their team. So he called me out. I flew out there. My wife got to come. That was really cool. It was actually landed right on our anniversary. So we got a free trip out of it. That's really cool. I didn't think about that to now, but uh, that's part of the Lord's faithfulness. Serve him, get free trips. No, that's not true. Take that part out of the podcast. Okay. Um, So I I fly up there and I get to spend time. I get to spend a whole couple days with about uh, eight to 10 drummers uh, because that's what I do. I know you guys are used to seeing me in the bowl, so uh, here I am in 3D. Okay. So I I go out there. And I get to spend time with these guys. You know, we're talking shop, okay? We're talking about drums. We're talking details. We're talking technique. We're talking music. We're talking about flowing. We're talking about all things. And I'm getting excited talking about those things with them. And I see their eyes just, like, start popping open, like, oh, man, I can see the wheels turning. They're getting excited. I'm getting excited because of what I'm getting to share. They're getting excited because... They're learning about their craft. I'm getting excited that they're getting excited. They see that I'm getting excited. So now we're all excited for a bunch of different reasons. But that's, that's, part, of, um, that's part of like sharing. That's, that's me sharing my faith, right? And so, for instance, uh, I have another buddy who I got a hold of him when he was 16. He didn't even know how to set up a drum set. Um, Of course, a lot of my stories are going to be about drums. Why? Because I do a lot of drumming, okay? Uh, If I was Pastor David, I would probably talk about pianos. I don't know. Um, So I got a hold of this guy when he was 16, and I got to, like, work with him hands-on for about six to eight years, and still to today. We're about 10 years apart now, but um, he's, he's now, like, one of the most influential worship drummers of like the modern era and that's not to toot my own horn but that's like that's to to hang my hat on the faithfulness of the lord and the faithfulness and the truth of sharing my faith in drums um so i love that because all these examples they stem from the biblical truth of sharing my faith in drums okay so we're in the green room and i was talking about how to pronounce this word it's a book of the Bible. 
okay? This is, this is a deep cut. Uh, I grew up saying uh, Philemon. Um, and so <laughs> other people grew up saying Philemon, right? <laughs> I got someone saying a hard no over there. At any rate, we're going to that book. <laughs> Chapter 1, verse 6, it says, And I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective for the full knowledge of every good thing that is in us for the sake of Christ Jesus. Man, I love that scripture. Here's a fan favorite, Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one person, so one person. Ah, you guys are good. It's time to get excited about what gets the Lord excited. That's, that's making disciples, you know. You see, we're, we're part of the local church, and, and we are part of that power of the local church because we make up the local church. So we have the ability to create an environment where uh, love, encouragement, and passion for his presence are the order of the day. See, where those three things are the foundation for us to build his kingdom. The local church should be the kingdom of heaven manifested. I love that here at Dwell, we get to experience that every week. It's part of who we are. It's part of our makeup. It's part of our DNA. Experiencing the Lord in those three areas is incredible. I love that. In Hebrews 10.25, here's a good one. I almost opened up with this one, but it was too short, so I went with a longer scripture. (laughs) And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. I, I just, I love the implications of that verse. You know, it's like every day we just, we get a little closer, and every day the stakes get a little higher. You know, so every, every, um, every thought, every decision we make is that much more important. You see, we meet as God's people so we can encourage one another to take steps of faith with Jesus and fulfill the purpose God has for our life. The local church is the hands, feet, and the body of God. It should display his, God's heart and what he wills and has commanded. It can't be contained to a building, you know, which is so cool because, as you know, we're moving buildings. Imagine if we were moving buildings, uh, which we are, so it's easy to imagine. But (laughs) if, if, if it was only contained to a building, you know, we would leave this place that we have uh, wept in the altar, leave this place where we have had these amazing moments in the spirit together as family we would and all those things all those memories all those all those trenches that we dug out in the spirit would stay here but that's not the case you and i are the local church man that's so cool um all right i'm going on to my next point here we're doing good 1127 that's a Pastor David moment. Just rabbit trails, right? There are no menial tasks in the body of Christ. When we are rooted in the local church, we are serving the local church. So we are one step closer to operating in our purpose in life. Because serving God's family, the local church, is part of that purpose. 
maybe you're here today and you feel like, man, I feel like I've lost my way or I've lost purpose in life, you know, or I feel like uh, I just, I can't seem to find that narrow way. I'm just a little lost. Um, root yourself in the local church. Serve God's family. Take a chance in the purpose God has for you because purpose catches like wildfire. All you need is one spark to discover your joy and find your purpose. The local church is the long game. You know, we talked earlier about the legacy years, right? Who's been in church the longest. But I love that about God. I love that history is part of his plan. He desires to have and create history with us. We were always part of his plan. Man, that's amazing. The creator of the universe had each one of us in mind in this journey. Sure, you can sneak in. Uh, you can sneak in right toward the end of life's journey, right, in communion with Christ. But uh, much like the scene on Calvary, we had the thief up on the on the cross next to Jesus, and right in those final hours, Jesus said, "Dude, me and you, paradise. I'm going to see you there. It's going to be great." But how much sweeter is it to have walked with Christ for years? I love that about his plan for us. You know, I, I, growing up, I used to, I used to, I, I've sat in a lot of services, by the way. I, I often tell my wife, if I never sat in another church service again or went to another conference, I'd probably be okay. Like, the Lord's probably like, yeah, you're good. You've met your quota for life. Uh, um, I kid, but no, seriously. Um <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say completely. <laughs> My brain was, uh, let me see what, oh, yes. Okay. It's because I don't have it in my notes. It just came upon me. The dove is uh, speaking in my ear. Um, so I remember growing up and, uh, I, you know, I'd go to these conferences and play all these conferences and hear all these incredible testimonies. I used to be a drug addict. I used to do this, that, and the other. And those are all incredible testimonies. So I'm not taking away from those types of stories. But I used to think, well, I guess I don't really have a testimony. It just kind of came out my mom and was in church. And I was like, I guess I'll play drums. That's great. And so, um, but as I got older, that, um, that began to shift for me. And I begin to think, you know, there, there is, there's value in longevity. There's value in, in being able to walk with Christ and to see his faithfulness in that. You know, life throws a lot of things at us. It would be real easy for us to just be like, ah, I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm good. I think I'll walk away. Maybe down the road I'll turn back to it. But I, I, love, I love that my, my paradigm in, in that respect has allowed me to bring value um, for me personally in in the longevity of walking with Christ. But the power of the local church is in longevity. And we see so many examples in the Old Testament where these legends of the Bible that it talks about and writes about have walked with the Lord for hundreds of years. So you can't tell me God doesn't desire for us, his people, to experience longevity in our relationship with him. After all, that's the whole deal. This whole deal is leading to one thing, right? Spending eternity 
with the king. And when I arrive, I can't wait for my king to hear it to say, hey, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, it, 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 I love that it says servant here. It doesn't say, well done, good and faithful preacher. It doesn't say, well done, good and faithful drummer, which I'm not going to lie, I'm not bad at, but <laughs> that's super self-serving. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, it, it doesn't say, well done, good and faithful businessman. It doesn't say, good and faithful jokester. Uh, if it was just on jokes, maybe I could get in, but it's not. I love, I love that it's servanthood. Servanthood in the body of Christ is what he is after. When we meet him face to face in heaven, you know what I'm saying? The power of the local church is in servanthood. It's the long game. It's the long game. Back in 2020, when my wife and I got here to dwell, one of the best decisions we've made as a married couple, I would say, outside of having our kids, uh, which that just kind of happened. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we said we said we'd be here till we die, and I, that still rings true. You know, we don't have a plan B or a plan C or a plan D. This is it. Dual church is it for us, unless the Lord says move to Alaska and go hang out in the northern lights, then whatever he says we'll do, because he has our yes, as we're taught here in this house. But we don't have a plan B. We're, we don't have a plan B. So it's fun, to see, it's fun to see the people I get to serve with week in and week, and week out grow. Looking out at our band, these guys that are up here, our singers, our media crew back there, I, I love that I've been able to see them grow, not only in their designated spots where they serve, but also in their walk with Christ. Um, there's, there's not, there's, you can't really put your finger on any one thing because it's a culmination of things that, that allow people to, to grow. Um, uh, of course, Christ being the center, that's, all, that's the baseline here, right? So we're, we're good there. But it's, it's the culmination of, of things. So a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit of watering here, a little check-in there, a little lunch here. a little. It all, it all plays into how we grow together. So there, there is no greater joy for me than seeing my family flourish in the house of the Lord. And that's the house of the Lord is the local church. That's why I believe in it so much. I remember there was a time when it was just me I had to look after. It was easy for me to, to find my way as a single guy serving in a church. Um, and, and being fulfilled as a single person is way different than being fulfilled as a husband and a father. I'm getting a firsthand experience of this very thing here at Dwell, seeing my kids come to life over at Dwell Kids. Um, and my wife thrive every, with every passing day because we're plugged in to this local church. That's priceless. There's nothing better as a husband and a father than knowing that my family is thriving. This morning we were driving the church and uh, we finally have a vehicle where we can like play music from our phone. I know, welcome. We were living under a rock, okay? <laughs> so that's cool that now we have a car that we could uh, play music. So for all these years, since I'm going to say 2007. I have not listened to music in my vehicle. 
believe it or not. And so a lot of people are like, hey, what do you listen to? I'm like, sports radio, classical music, because it's on the Turner. I don't know. We've also only had one CD in the other car, and it's a kid's CD. So I could sing every lyric to that for the kids. But, you know, last week we played that. Uh, we had the, the youth choir and church choir up here singing This is the Gospel. And all week long, the kids have just been like, I want to hear that. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. So uh, we're running out the door. It's about 10 minutes. We're about 10 minutes behind schedule. It's a big deal to us because, well, we live really far. (laughs) We live about 52 minutes from here. Um, So we like to get out. uh, Whenever we head this way, we need to make sure we have ample time. So losing 10 minutes is a big deal on a Sunday morning for us. On top of that, it was raining, so we're trying to scurry out the door, and luckily no one has any bad attitudes, uh, me included, so that's cool. Uh, <laughs> and our kids are, they're little troopers, but we get in the car, and you know everyone gets locked in, and uh, Goldie, our little three-year-old, says, hey, Dad, can we listen to This is the Gospel? And of course, my son's in the back, and I don't want to listen to anything. <laughs> and, uh, but he was like, okay, it's fine, it's fine, we can play it. So I was like, absolutely, let's play. So we put it on, and uh, we've got our music kind of faded to the back half of the car. Parents, you understand that. Why? Um, for those of you who don't have kids, you put the music in the back so that you and the front can have a conversation <laughs> in peace, hopefully. <laughs> uh, but so we, uh, we, we play the song, This is the Gospel, and um, my, my little girl, she's just singing all the lyrics. I didn't teach her those lyrics. She heard that here at this house, in this local church. And so all week long, she's feeding her soul. She's feeding her soul. Man, that, you can't put a price tag on that. You can't do that. You cannot put a price tag on that. I, I love that. Sidebar, we also listen to Carmen Yokits. Anybody know, remember Carmen from the 90s? All right, if you're, if you're a parent, go look up Carmen Yokits. They'll love it. Uh, and so it's great to be planted in the local church because you can see your family thrive but to that end to that end the church is not the answer to all your problems as good as all the programs are as good as the people are as good as the music can be as good as the word maybe not so much today um can be as good as all our prophetic encounters is um well, those are actually really good. So I, I exclude that from what I just said because it's negating my point <laughs> I'm about to make. It says the church is uh, not the answer to your problems. God is. The church is a tool to assist you in your journey with Christ. It's supplemental to your home life. Again, the power of the local church falls on you and me. That's what, that's what makes this so beautiful. That's what makes a church so beautiful and, and that's why all churches are different because they're made up of different people different walks of life you know there's obviously you have uh the dna of what the vibe of the church is right but all that is funneled into uh with it's funneled it's funneled by the people who take part in the church my dad uh, a couple weeks ago uh, i brought home this little loaf of bread um, a loaf of bread, little. What are you talking about? Okay, you guys remember, like back in the '80s, you would get the little, um, little glass, or I don't know, it was like ceramic. And it would say "Bread of Life," and it, and so this little this little guy. I mean, it looks like it came from my grandma's house. Uh, it's a little loaf of bread, and it's got all these little uh, tabs in it, and it's got all these like 
one one hit scripture verses on it. That was, I don't know, a month ago or so. It was sitting on the counter. My wife's like, what is this? And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. My dad gave us the bread of life. And she's like, what are you talking about? So uh, I showed it to the kids. And the kids are like, oh, this is so cool. Bread of life, bread of life, right? So every morning they say, hey, dad, bread of life. And if I miss it, they're like, hey, dad, you forgot to do bread of life. So it's got all, the, it's like got all these different colors. So they're picking their favorite color. But we're feeding them scripture. And, and that, that's just like an easy little way to just sneak it right in, right? Um, but again, that's just an example of, of the church being supplemental to what's happening on the home front. The church is, we're not going to solve all your problems. We're just not going to do it. You know, and, and we, we co-labor together. You, you, have to do, you have to do the work. You know, it's like, <laughs> you have to do the work. I'm reminded of, uh, this is kind of funny, I'm reminded of, you know, during all the COVID stuff, everyone's like, you got to do your research. Um, you know, anyways, uh, it's the same thing here, but a real positive connotation, right? It's the same thing. You got you to gotta put in the work. You have to make the effort to feed your soul, to feed the little souls in, in your house. Uh, no one's going to do that for you. I, I love, uh, my wife has been a great proponent of like having worship in the house when we uh, are cleaning the house or just hanging out or whatever. We'll have YouTube going in the back or a, a worship playlist or something. But I, I'm not so much inclined to, 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 to do that only because I feel like I'm around music all the time. So I, t- I tend to like take breaks from music. But um, over the years, I have softened my position toward that because I see the mood change in the house. I, I, I love that. You can't... You can't, you can't put a price tag on it. You can't put a price tag on peace. And, and when, when you do the work, when you do that on your end, man, the Lord, the Lord grabs that and he does things with it. He does things in the hearts uh, uh, of man and the hearts of the people that are in your household that you, you don't even know that those things are taking place. So there's these cool things taking place behind the scenes when we, when we yield to the Lord on a daily basis, when we yield to, to the things of, and when we, when we exclude the things of the world and make an effort to, to really feed our soul. Yeah, so Guys, that wasn't in my notes. <laughs> Hashtag the dove. <laughs> Let them use you. Wherever you're planted, choose to grow. Simple. Wherever you're planted here at Dwell, grow. Everything begins with a choice. Choose life in the local church, not church hurt. Choose life in the local church, not gossip. Choose life in the local church, not offense. Choose life in the local church, not unforgiveness. Choose life. Sow into your future by giving to your present. What does that mean? I'm glad you asked. Thanks for asking. See, all these things that we're talking about bleed into, into the other. It's this uh, 3D Venn diagram thing I, I've been kind of referencing. So I believe the Lord designed it that way so that one thing affects the other because he wants every part of our being. He doesn't want two-thirds or just an eighth or half. He wants it all. He wants every part of our being. And in closing, can I get keys, please? Yeah. 
No, I'm just, I'm just Kareem. I love you, man. Um, I told you we're not going to go long. I still got 15 minutes to get to noon. Maybe I'll stretch another story, maybe. You got any topics? I'll take a topic from the crowd if you want. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is honestly one of my, my favorite uh, kind of points that I was able to hone in on about the local church and where the power lies in the local church and why the, the, the church is so powerful. But the power of the local church hinges on its ability to live a repented lifestyle before God. The power of the local church hinges on its ability to live a repented lifestyle before God. We've, um, the past, I don't know, a couple, about a year and a half, we've, uh, I've had the opportunity to travel with Pastor Dave and Nicole playing drums, MDing, and uh, for those of you who don't know, I also manage their road dates, so that's a lot of fun. I actually do really enjoy the details of the nitty-gritty. But uh, we've been to a lot of conferences and a lot of uh, worship events where uh, Pastor Willie McDowell has shared. And he was sharing that um, for the past two years in their church, they've been talking about repentance nonstop. Like just every Sunday is about repentance, repentance, repentance. I think that's really, really beautiful. I want to go to... um, to Joel 2, 12 through 17. Got a little scripture I want to read here. Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness. And he relents from doing harm. He, uh, sorry, who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a offering, a, uh, sorry, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, Assemble the elders, gather the children. Man, I love gather the children. That's just, that hits me hard because we do that here. Gather the children and the nursing babies. Let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between porch and altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach that the nations should rule over them why should they say among the peoples where is their God let it be said about dwell church that we are a repented people before God let that be part of our DNA part of who we are let's choose to turn away from sin See, because repentance isn't optional. It's how we come to faith in Jesus Christ. Repentance is a hard issue. As we seek God, he helps us reveal those issues. Nothing happens in the kingdom unless we give space for the Holy Spirit to move 
in our hearts. And nothing happens in the kingdom unless we move our mouths and say something. It takes action. Again, the power of the local church falls on you and me. We're co-laborers with Christ. Every, everything requires an action. Everything requires an action. And Jesus, I just want to thank you so much, God. I want to thank you for this local church. I want to thank you for, for what you're doing here, God. We honor you as a church, God. We thank you for letting us be plugged in to a healthy local church, God. We thank you, Lord, that you, you inspired the local church, Father. We're here because of you, Father. This was your idea, Jesus, to commune with you like brothers and sisters in Christ, Father. Thank you for joining us today at the Dwell Church Podcast. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church.